The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. It seems like so long ago, doesn't it, when we began this sermon series that we're calling Deep as the Sea. And in this sermon series, we are bringing a word of gospel to trauma. And, and we've come a really long ways, haven't we? In, in the very first week, we, we sat in the dust with the woman, the city woman, and we mourned and we lamented to God. And that's where a little seed of hope began, that God would see us and that God would answer our prayer. We talked openly about fear. And we reclaimed God as our refuge and strength. We talked about how we can struggle with anger in the wake of a traumatic experience. And we commended the evil that has been done to us to God. Because he has promised that vengeance is his. And there we can leave it firmly in his grasp as we think about last judgment here today. We have come a really long ways. And today, we hear yet another gospel word, a very important word that we need to really take to heart, that we are not by nature, we are not defined as victims. But we are more than conquerors. Here's a word from God from Romans chapter 8. We're going to start at verse 31, but today we're really going to focus on verses 35 through 39. You can follow along on page 9 in your bulletins. I'll read that for you now. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen. It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble? or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither heart nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. The Apostle Paul is really asking the question in verse 35. 
He really truly is asking the question, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And you need to know that. Because if you read earlier in the verses and you go back in Romans chapter 8, sometimes he's not really asking the question. Sometimes he's not really questioning anything. He's just asking a rhetorical question only for effect. Like earlier he says, if God is for us, well, then who can be against us? But he's not really asking the question, is he? He's really making sort of a declarative statement for effect. He's rhetorically saying, since God is for us, well, then nobody can be against us. He's not really asking the question, is he? But here, here, in verse 35, he really is asking the question. He's pressing in on the question, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Will trouble? Will a thing that that presses down on your life to such an extent that you think that you're going to die, will that lead you to the conclusion that, that God doesn't love you? What about persecution? What if, what if your family thinks that you're sort of a worse person now that you've become Christian? Will that separate you from the love of Christ? Or what about nakedness? What, what about that? What if you have to spend a night on a New York City street in the bitter cold because you don't have enough clothes? Will you then come to the conclusion, my Savior doesn't love me? Will that separate you from the love of Christ? Or what about danger? What if violence happens to you, like a sword comes out, or like a modern day bullet that actually hits you? Will that separate you from the love of Christ? Will you finally then come to the conclusion that my Savior doesn't love me? He's really pressing in on the question, Who or what will separate you from the love of Christ? In fact, he's pressing so hard and he's asking the question so much that he names, count them, 17 potential separators from the love of Christ. 17. Will any of those 17 potential separators separate you from the love of Christ, he really wants to know. Because the world, when they look at you or a survivor of trauma, has a considered judgment on this point. And the Apostle Paul names it. And he cites Psalm 44. He says this, we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. So he's saying that when people look at you who have suffered maybe one of the 17 potential separators from the love of Christ, when they look at you, do you know what they see? Sheep marked for slaughter. Now, it's hard for me to get that image out of my head. The image of a slaughterhouse. 
And we see in this slaughterhouse these sheep who have been separated, right? They have been separated from the love of the master. We don't know why. Maybe it's because they're no longer productive. Maybe they're not good enough. Or maybe they're sick or traumatized or whatever. But for some reason they have been marked like with an X that says this sheep is no good anymore. This sheep is worthless. It's beyond healing. It's beyond God's help. And so this sheep is set aside for a quick and brutal ending. Is that who we are? Separated from the love of God. Marked like a sheep for slaughter. Some people think so. There was once a study done by scientists, and it was a very unethical study, a very brutal, awful study. And what these scientists did in this study is they put dogs in cages. And they took this first group of dogs, and they caged them up and locked the cage door, and then they sent electric bolts through these metal cages, and they shocked the dogs over and over and over again. And then, that was stage one of the study, they traumatized the dogs. And then what they did was they added a second group of dogs to the study. And this time they opened up the doors to the cages and they sent the same electric shocks through the cages. You know what the second group of dogs, the dogs who were not traumatized did? You know what they did? They got up and left the cage. But you know what the first group of dogs did? With the door wide open and these electric shocks pulsing through the cage, these dogs, they laid down and just took it. And the door was open. Is that what we are? Sheep marked for slaughter. Dogs who have come to believe that their life has amounted to nothing more and nothing less than trauma after trauma after trauma, unwilling to walk out of the cage. The Apostle Paul has a resounding, right, triumphant answer to that question. He says, no! (laughs) That's not who we are. He says, no, in Jesus' name, that is not what we are. Other people might consider us victims. Other people might look at us and say, they are just sheep marked for slaughter. They are just like, traumatized dogs who don't know how to get up anymore. But the Apostle Paul says, no, throw all of that off. That's what they think of you, but that's not who you are. You are loved. And if you look at Romans chapter 8, this is verses 35 to 39. This is the Apostle Paul's big point. This, this, these Short verses are like a big, huge, rhetorical, verbal hog from God. Do you see that? Like, the verses start off, and the, and the Apostle Paul's wondering. Can anything separate us? Look at what it says. From the love of Christ. 
And then in the middle, the Apostle Paul says this, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And then the Apostle Paul closes it in this way. He comes to this stunning conviction, not on his own, but he's 100% completely convinced and persuaded by what God has done for him that nothing at all in all creation can separate him from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is one big rhetorical, verbal hug from the Apostle Paul to you. But it's more than that. It's more than a rhetorical, verbal hug from the Apostle Paul. It's an actual, real hug. You see, somebody who's been through trauma, a survivor of trauma, understands that this, this truth. That there are moments and situations in life that have a before and after quality to them. Before I was this way, and afterwards I'm this way. And sometimes it's an emotional quality. Sometimes it's actually a physical quality. You can sit with people who have been through a very hard accident who now sit in a wheelchair. There's a, there's a, there's a before and after quality to these things, and survivors of trauma get that. But I also need you to know this. That the world itself and all of history also has a before and after quality to it. There's a before Jesus and there's an after Jesus, isn't there? There, There's a time when, when Jesus still hadn't come to die for our sins and people clung to the bare promise that He would come. There was a time before Jesus when the people waited and waited and waited for God to become incarnate in Christ. And now we live in the after event of the Christ event. It is undeniable, isn't it? That you have been loved in Christ. And that is a done deal. He died for you. He lived for you. He rose for you and He ascended on high, the Apostle Paul says, and now He intercedes for you. You have been loved in Christ. A real hug. Now this is what I'm saying. See if I can bring this home for you. You are not defined by your trauma. You're more than that. You're not just the person who was violated. You're not just the person whose dignity was robbed. You're not just the person who was interviewed on Fox News or whatever. You're not just the person who suffered that that, uh, transportation accident. You're, You're not just that person. In fact, you're so much more than that. You are loved by God in Christ. And that changes everything. In fact, everything else is sort of trivial in comparison to that because since you have been loved by Christ, you are heirs of the kingdom. I mean, 
If anything is going to define your life, if anything is going to mark your life, it needs to be this, that Christ Jesus died for you. Do you get that? You are not victims. You're not sheep marked for slaughter. You're not traumatized dogs. You are more than conquerors. So I want to go back to the, to the scientific study I told you about the dogs, the traumatized dogs. There was a stage three to this study. And the scientists decided to, to, to see if they could teach the traumatized dogs to get up and leave the electrified cages. So you know what they did? They simply loved the dogs, gently and powerfully. They loved the dogs. So when they sent the electrical shocks through the cages and the dogs did not leave the, the cages that had the doors wide open, they showed the dogs. <laughs> they actually get, showed the dogs and they helped them to leave the cage over and over and over again until you know what happened? The dogs learned how to reclaim their life. The dogs learned that they were more than conquerors. And so eventually, after they had been loved by the scientists, the dogs learned how to get up and walk out. That's the power of love. And so we finally arrived at the big point. (laughs) We know who we are. We're not whatever has happened to us in the past. We're so much more than that. We are not even just conquerors. We're not even just vic- we're not even we're not even just winners. We're not even we, we're not even just champions. We could say we are more than champions. We are exceedingly great heroes. We are exceedingly great winners and and champions. You could say that is who we are in Christ. And that's not because we've done anything great. It's because of what we have been given in Christ. A brand new status. We are forgiven. We are holy. We are triumphant because of the life of Christ that so powerfully works in us. And so we can say with the Apostle Paul, yes, Yes, we have been hard-pressed. But we're not crushed. Not by a long shot. Yes, we have suffered trauma. But we are not destroyed. Yes, we may feel confused, but we are not abandoned. Yes, maybe we have been knocked down. But we've gotten up again. In Christ, we are not separated from God's love. We are more than conquerors. Amen?